didn't return this library book. Yeah. I swear to like I'm sitting here going, is it gonna go that deep today? <laughs> yeah, you guys got yourself a new technical project manager. Fantastic. Hang up the phone. Woo! <laughs> Turn off the light! <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Retro Rents Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 43, and I am Al. I'm Nick. Uh, first off, you know, obviously, we've been away a couple weeks, summer being summer. Uh, there were some vacations. Uh, I think Nick had a trip. I wound up spending a week in Cape May, and then I think I was uh, busy the week before, or just plain tired, because my job (laughs) uh, was killing me, Uh, and I have great updates on that front, which I'll get to, Uh, but we are back, Uh, we're excited to be back, Um, Kyle is busy with Summer, I I did just talk to him briefly, Uh, he will be back, he's just on a short hiatus, enjoying time traveling, and uh, being with his kids, uh, work, you know, kicks his butt, so, uh, you know, it's totally understandable. He, his seat's always here, we miss him, we can't wait to talk with him again. But it is me and Nick, uh, where we are flying the F-16, bringing it out of retirement, pilot and navigator. <laughs> <laughs> it's so appropriate, don't you think? <laughs> uh, you probably hear me crack a bit. Uh, that's because I listened to the recent episode of the Game Hounds, and I did not turn my speaker sideways, and I think I caught whatever sore throat uh, Edie has. Uh, that's uh, the host of the Game Hounds. I'm only, I'm only half-joking, but no, I literally listened to that their latest episode, and then that night I started feeling that tickle in my throat, and I'm like, son of a bitch, the Game Hounds got me sick. Uh, so that, yeah, that was last night, and I'm I'm probably going to crack, and... You know, whatever. But I've got all the good medicines for a head cold. I've got, uh, I took some Allegra, took a little Dayquil earlier in the day, and I'm finishing it off with the best nighttime cough medicine, raspberry smirnoff and pineapple juice. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, yeah. It tastes like cough medicine, so I figured it'll have a similar <laughs> effect. Helps the medicine go down. <laughs> it sure does. Oh, so what have you been up to, man? It's been a couple weeks. Uh, it has. It, it's basically countdown to the move. I'm about less less than a month out now. I think we're at 27 days, but oh. uh, it's like slowly getting everything packed up, getting the house ready. Very good. Uh, and just totally focused towards that. No, nothing, nothing stopping the train. So it's all good. It's just, it's just, you know, the process of moving. Just, <laughs> I, I wanted to be a month from now and, and be moved and be all set. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. We were in a similar limbo. You're on the house front. Mine was on the job front. Uh, we'll mm-hmm, share that. Mm-hmm. We'll share that. But it is a weird spot to be in in your life, don't you think? Like, you, you know. In your case, you know something's coming. It's a month away. It's a lot to prepare for. You do as much as you can, and you're just like, I don't really want to start anything. I don't really yeah, want to well, do anything. That, that's that's exactly it. It's not. It's not. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily draining per se. No, it's fucking it, draining. It, 
You know, yeah, you know, it's a different kind of draining. Like there's there's the drain. I feel like there's the draining where it's like okay, it's like you're dreading it or something. But this, right. this isn't dread. This is just like I just want it to be over with. I know it's yes. coming. I know I can get through it. But I just like I want to get there and just be, get it get it, you know so I don't have to deal with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Can I relate there? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like what's going on in your end there? Oh well, um. We just got back from our much-needed vacation. I, I took a week off. Uh, the girls and I all went down to Cape May again. We went there last year. We absolutely loved it. And uh, we just said, where are we going this year? We're going right back to Cape May. We rented out the same house. Beautiful. And, uh, it's such a great spot, man. It's hard to beat. <clears throat> I don't know if you've ever been to Cape May, but like you have the main town there, and that's where the shore is. You know, in their boardwalk and whatnot. And that's the more crowded area. That's the ocean beach. Well, where we stay is like a block and a half away from the bay. And the bay is like, you get ocean waves. It's not nearly as deep. It's like waist high. You know, perfect shark water. And, uh, um, you know, it's just perfect because nobody goes there. Like, there's a couple people on the beach. Maybe, you know, a small handful in the afternoons but really like we're able to like lay down our towel lay down our chairs you know spread out the umbrella and the tent for the baby and nobody's right on top of you 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 can't beat it you know although we did have an asshole show up on our last day at the beach there's always one there's always one (laughs) you know and you know while i'm not exactly joining their echelon i'll talk about the new job in a second i've definitely am moving up into the bracket of okay we're no longer check to check we can actually live comfortably but these people i'm sorry we're rich assholes <laughs> this guy and his family pull up now there is miles of bay beach okay like there's plenty and most of it was open but Captain Shithead and his crew <laughs> pull up in this fucking boat called the Bots Lady. So we already oh know where this boy. is going. It reeks. <laughs> it reeked of Jersey. Pulls up right in front of where we were sitting. See him taking out his stupid anchor. Okay, and we're literally, we were swimming there two minutes ago. Parks his boat throws down his anchor and like <clears throat> handing off the the beach chairs to his family as they wade through the waist deep bay water to their spot on the beach oddly enough right the fuck on top of us again <laughs> even though they had miles of open beach and uh proceed to like set up this tent b- start blasting their radio Oh, and like, one of the, they got the radio too, oh, dude. Man. And he leaves his boat there. So you know me, like I'm not one for confrontation, but I had just had enough. And like, you know, my in-laws are there, my girls are there, Amber's there. We're all immediately pissed off by this. And Am's like, wow, some people are really fucking rude. And my wife has no problem like amplifying her voice just to make sure <laughs> her target knows who's being talked about. And nothing so we're like you know what fine i i'm i was done anyway um i had had a horseshoe crab crawl on my foot and those alien looking motherfuckers creeped me out <laughs> that's calm baby <laughs> dude i'll tell you a story about that in a second and 
so we're packing up, and I just, they, they, they're sitting there, you know, sipping their drinks and just laughing. You know, okay, family having fun. But it was so fucking rude. I'm walking by, and I made sure to turn and look at him and raise my voice to my max decibel. I was like, yeah, I hear the boss lady's a real jerk-off. <laughs> and they just kind of gave me a look like I was the asshole. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really angering. But speaking of horseshoe crabs, so our first night there, we, you know, it was supposed to rain all week, and luckily we avoided, well, not all week, most of it, we avoided all rain until nighttime. We got so lucky, like, we, we'd, we'd finished our day stuff, and then nighttime it would rain. Well, the first night we were there, we get a fucking storm, like a coastal monster. Oh, that that was that dumper, yeah. I <laughs> loved <laughs> I it. Night. Well, I, I hated it because I had to drive. <laughs> I am sitting in that screened-in porch. It is coming down like the 40 days and 40 nights, Bubba. I'm like, this is the shit. Me and Amber are standing out there. The kids are sleeping. We're like, man, this is great. Like, I love this. And, uh, <laughs> and finally, like, so the next morning, my in-laws like, oh, we're going well, no, to take the kids to the beach. And Amber's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the beach. And... I just wasn't feeling it. Like, we had just gotten there. I was like, I'm not quite up for a day in the sun. I just want to relax. You know, I was still burnt out pretty bad from work. And uh, I'm just going to hang out here. You know, I'll keep the baby for the day. So I'm chilling out. They come back hours later. And apparently the storm surge from the night before had created the equivalent of a horseshoe crab orgy on the beach. <laughs> Like the, to hear my father-in-law describe it, and he is not an exaggerator. He's like, they were fucking everywhere, <laughs> and I'm like, really? <laughs> and he's like, all along the edge of the beach, and he goes, and then he goes, they start getting on top of each other, and Paige is like, what are they doing? And we're all like trying to avoid the subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Apparently, this is how horseshoe crabs decide it's time to get lucky. And that's right after a bad storm. It just gets them all in the mood, and they just go to the beach and bang like crazy. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, there was that. Anyway, believe it or not, it was a great vacation. I actually went to a distillery for the first time, toured a distillery, had some incredible liquor. It was from uh, Naughty, N-A-U-T-I, distilleries. And uh, absolutely phenomenal. Like, I never knew hard liquor could actually taste as good as this did. Like, I, I like my liquor, but, you know, it's, there's some, it's like, oh, this is smooth, but still a little harsh. This shit was, like, dangerous smooth. They made their own vodka, their own rum, and their own gin. And, nice. Um, oh, my God, was it ever good. They made their own whiskey, but it was, like, literally sold out till next year. Um. So, yeah, it was great. We had a great time. But I got some really good news uh, before I left. So I've been hinting on the cast, you know, big opportunity, big opportunity. Well, the cat's out of the bag, so now I can basically, you know, put it all out there. Um, back in April, uh, March, I had applied for a position at GitHub. Uh, if you work in IT or in development, like the Git Unix tool and GitHub is very, very, very familiar for people working in software design. Um, they reached out to me in May and wanted to interview me. I was blown away because it was kind of one of those, like, I threw my resume at it thinking, oh, man, I'm not going to hear from these guys. This place is, like, notoriously difficult to get into. And, uh, no, they got back to me in May, and that started what was a 10-interview process. Ooh, that's a lot. 
Yeah. Start to finish, it was 10 interviews from the beginning of May until getting the offer, which was a day before we left for vacation, which was last uh, uh, Friday the 5th. That was when I got the offer. And um, it was like, holy crap, you know, what a way to start my vacation as we left Saturday. (laughs) Hell yeah! Like I, I, and so that's when you know when you're talking about like being in that kind of limbo where you just want it to be over. You know, two weeks before that, I I had been through what I thought was my last interview, and I was just like, they're like, all right, we'll 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 get in touch with you, you know, for the 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 end, you know, the end interviews, the follow up, you know, end interviews, or whatever, and we'll get in touch with you Friday. Well, Friday I heard nothing. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give them a day. And then Monday, you know, I, I didn't hear anything. And and to give you an idea, like, this is a huge career opportunity for me. And, and now that I got it, it's a huge leap forward. Like, ginormous to where my boss was even shocked. My current boss. And, um, like, so you're sitting there, like, obs- I'm obsessively checking my Gmail, you know, just on edge for the past easily month and a half waiting to see if I get to the next phase then waiting to see if I get an offer you know finally it, it you know I get the offer and I'm like in such a state of disbelief you know I go and enjoy my vacation you know and then I you know I submit for the background check and all that stuff and you know obviously like my background's clean as a whistle but you know you get something this big and you're like something's gonna take this away Something. Like, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. <laughs> something is going to take this away. You, you know? didn't return this library book. Yeah. I swear to, like I'm sitting here going, is it going to go that deep? Did I forget a library book? Like you, you get fucking paranoid. And you know, but they get back to me um, this week, Monday night. I finally hear everything cleared. You're good. It's official. You are now a hubber. You start. You know, August fifth. And I was like, fuck yeah, like, it's finally awesome. done. And so I went in and gave my notice. Uh, I thought my boss, my current boss, was going to have a heart attack. Because uh, <laughs> I, I, I seriously think, you know, he, he, I know he didn't see this coming, but uh, I'll just say that this company could do much, much better things with their talent retention than what they do. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. Considering, like, if you get in a company like GitHub, like, that's where you want to go. I mean... Their yeah, benefits, yeah. holy big. shit, dude. Their health benefits are amazing. They cover everything. You know, for me and my family, nothing comes out of my check. I get a stipend That's from... beautiful. Yeah, and it's 100% from home. I get a stipend from my home office. They'll cover your cable and internet bill. The oh, you know, nice. I, I get a phone stipend every year. I get an education stipend every year. It's, it's insane, dude. Like, unlimited PTO? Who the fuck does that? I've never heard of that, but I'll take it. Um, it, it, it's it's a new thing. It's it's definitely with more like California style companies. Uh, uh, my dad's last company had the, like moved to that that system. Yeah, which which, 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 I, which I thought was interesting too. But the concept is like, yeah, it's like unlimited PTO. But it's like as long as you get your work done. Yeah, so, as long but, as you get your work done. And I read that, and their their whole philosophy is like, if you're getting your work done, if you need a break, take a break. Why? Because rested, happy employees are more efficient. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, how come no one else has thought of that? <laughs> you know, it's just like, it almost seems like common sense. But yeah, needless to say, I'm I'm extremely excited. 
the interview process alone just made me fall in love with this company. Like everybody I talked to, they're just brilliant, brilliant people. They're all incredibly nice. They're just happy to be there. And it just looks like, you know, the company I've always wanted to work at and the position is exactly what I want to do in my career. So I, I couldn't be that's happier. Awesome. Couldn't be yeah. happier. So, I mean, that's the life front. You know, everything is great there. What have you been doing game-wise, man? Game-wise, again, not much. Uh, I have been dabbling. I, I jumped back into uh, They Are Billions. I don't know if you're familiar I with that I got to play one? that again. I played oh, it a bit. Man. I like it. It's so good. They have a campaign now. So, Ooh. you know, if you played it previous, all they had was what's called like survival, survival right? Yeah, it was just basically tons of zombies come at you and you, you choose the difficulty and basically the difficulty was like, you know, the, the number of zombies in each wave type of thing. Yeah, that game made that, me eat my own poop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like easy. Like it was, it was one of the first games in a very long time where easy was just brutal. Horrible. Um, yeah, yeah. Now that mode's still there, but now there's a campaign that actually, you know, takes you through stuff. You know, what I would say, really, properly. like like any traditional RTS, it kind of you know, eases you into things. It kind of gives you. Uh, there's this cool little uh, like tech tree now. So instead of like you know, you go to through missions and you suddenly get this unit available, uh, you have your choice of like how do you want to uh, unlock things, and you don't. Uh, it's kind of weird because. You don't have enough points apparently in the end to unlock everything, but uh -huh. if you if you lose it, um, uh, I want to say around, but you know, lose a, a map, okay, it'll, it'll allow you to reset everything down to zero, I think, again. Um, and so, so basically, it's like, oh, well, that combination didn't work, so let me try this, this, and this, and this, and it's like, aha. So, like, I haven't gotten very far in the campaign. I got, like, a few things. I got, like, you know, I unlocked, like, the towers and some I know some what I'm playing starting. tonight. Yeah. Totally worth jumping back in if you haven't done it in a long time. And, you know, there's a little bit of a story now. So you get, you cool. know, a little bit of, like, you know, what is this that we're dealing with? Um, you know, it's like, why are all these zombies here type of thing? So it starts to answer those questions. There also are uh, hero missions now. So there's, you know, what I would call traditional stuff, kind of similar to survival where, you know, you have your base and you, you build it out. Uh, but then there's these kind of side missions that are specifically for heroes that you select at the very beginning. And basically it's kind of like um, uh, like old school Command and Conquer. Uh, okay. was it? I think I think Special Ops was where I think it first happened where you be, yeah. basically you're, you're controlling one unit. Okay. And this unit is like super badass and they go in, you know, you, like you're going into like bunkers and whatnot and you're investigating and sometimes you pick up allies along the way. Um, so you have like, you know, you can go from these, you know, very, you know, you know, the big map experience that you're kind of used to with survival mode down to this kind of, you know, I'd say intimate, you know, hero mission. And you, oh, it's, wow. a, it's a lot of like fun. It kind of helps break things up. So, it's, it's, so you're not constantly like, it's like, you know, big Mac, big Mac, big Mac, you know, it's like, okay, now I have a little small, very specific mission. And again, that depending sounds on so cool. The difficulty determines how many, you know, like zombies you're facing and, you know, how quickly you can necessarily uh, clear it. So yeah, definitely right. worth jumping back in to to check that out if you already have it. Um, I think the same sale is still going on, so it might be on sale. Uh, so yeah, yeah, if you're a fan of RTS, absolutely pick it up. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Very cool. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be downloading that as soon as we're done here. Actually, that sounds fantastic. 
Um, I, I played it briefly. I played the survival mode. Uh, I tried like five times, got destroyed every time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took me forever to finally like beat the first map in like, I think the easy, I think I was on easy. It's like, yeah. man, how do you do this? You, you know, because I'm, I'm not like, you know, one of those, you know, it's like, I, I mean, you know, so many actions per minute type RTS player. I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the casual RTS where it's like, mm, yes, let me turtle up for about 10 Yeah, I'm about to say, you're an old guy like me. We turtle up. <laughs> It's we like turtle tur up, and, and then then you build up this huge gigantic army, and then you send the army out. I'm not about these like you know yeah. you got to build you know your best paint gas in, in the first thirty seconds, and yeah. you know like this. Then you know, like, like nice you Starcraft callback there. Baby. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like you kind of have to do that in survival just to like stay ahead of the zombie waves, and w once you understand the sequence, then then it's not so bad. But you know. It doesn't lend itself to your first couple of rounds, where yeah, you're gonna you're just, you got you get your, uh, your I just got uh, destroyed, <laughs> asshole punched in just several Dude. times while you learn. Yeah, yeah, that game that game whooped me, but I I like the idea of a campaign, so I'm I'm definitely gonna mm -hmm. check that out. Very cool. You been watching anything? Um, no, I, I don't think so. Just you know, just kind of like the smattering of movies. I uh, I saw that, that yeah, or the um few episodes of uh, The Outer Limits are on Amazon. Yes, the uh, I think the old old nineties version, uh, the uh -huh. old nineties uh, Outer Limits. So I've been I've been kind of like rewatching those. Like oh yeah, you know, like I used to watch them all the all the time back on like you know when they when they were on uh, Sci Fi Channel. Oh yeah, that's, man. A, that's a it's a nice it's a nice packing series. So like I'll be packing, I'll just have it on in the background. It's like oh yeah, it's great. The inner mind to the outer limits. limits. Yeah, <laughs> oh, show is so good. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. It's like a great Sci Fi, uh, not uh, um, like a darker horror Sci Fi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's I always it's this weird thing because like you know the back in was it the fifties or ever like I feel yeah. like Twilight Zone was the best the the, mm -hmm. the old very old Outer Limits eh not so much I, I didn't yeah, like those. Yeah, it's okay. They, they were just trying to yeah. be hey me too. Yeah, yeah, they were doing a meet. Yeah, you know, it was like oh me too. We can do that stuff too. Then you get to the nineties. I actually prefer oh, yeah. the nineties Outer Limits to the nineties Twilight Zone. I felt like that Twilight Zone is pretty lacking. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you actually. Um. I, I love the old Twilight Zones. I was not a fan of the 90s Twilight Zone. I mean, it was okay. You know, it's not that I wouldn't yeah, watch it. Yeah, it wasn't like I wasn't going to turn off, but yeah, yeah, it was just like, eh, you know what, I actually prefer Outer yeah, Limits. I was say, yeah, but 90s Outer Limits was where it was at, dude. There was just, I don't know, I just feel like there were more moments in that one that, you know, just kind of stuck with you. You know, whereas like the old Twilight Zone shit, everybody remembers uh, Beauty is Only Skin Deep. Oh, yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Like, you could just you could throw up names of the old Twilight Zone episodes, like the one where the 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 kid is uh, dreaming that like the world is freezing, and oh like, yeah yeah, and, and then then it turns out like it's it's a it's actually melting, like, <laughs> yeah. melting and, yeah, it's like oh no, yeah, like the world's actually burning, yeah, it, like shit like that was really cool, but yeah, no man, that's I gotta check that out. I didn't know that was I didn't realize that was on Prime. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when it arrived, but it like, it's like, it was like, oh, I need, I need something to just put on in the background. I was like, ah, perfect. I'll just yeah. turn this up. You know, yeah, that's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, oh, jeez. I guess for me, I've been pretty busy on the gaming and movie front. Uh, I couldn't play anything real, real heavy down in Cape May because I had my old laptop for that, and it, it can only do certain <laughs> things. However... Um, I did reach out to Bonus XP prior to leaving 
uh, and I asked them, or I told them I'd be interested, you know, whenever they released, if we could get a copy of Stranger Things 3, the game, uh, for it to play on PC so I could review it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got in touch with me the, the Saturday I got down there, gave me a code, and I played a bunch of that while I was on vacation. Nice. Have you seen any uh, any clips from it? Uh, I think only like little bits and pieces when they debuted. I think at at uh, E3, Pax. but that was about it. I haven't seen much. Or maybe it was E3. Uh, yeah, was E3. I don't know. One of the two. Yeah, I saw it somewhere, but I haven't. I haven't really uh, paid too much attention recently to it. Uh, right. did, did it finally come out? I guess. Is, oh yeah, it came out the day this the season three came out, which was July fourth. Uh, okay, so yeah, so it came out recently. That makes sense. Okay, and there's a specific reason for that because I asked them, like, "Can I get a preview copy?" They're like, "Well, we'd love to, but we can't because it pretty much goes step in step with season three, so we can't." <laughs> you know, it's got a lot of spoilers, so we got to wait till the the show comes out. Like, yeah, no problem. You know, just let me know, and I, I'd be very interested. Well, uh, so that's one of the things I played, and let me tell you what, like. There are some reviews kind of shitting on this game, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and say it's a perfect game. I'm not going to say it's even a fantastic game, but I'm saying for what it is, they get it. Uh, Not the reviewers, but the people that made it. And what what I'm trying to say is, have you seen Stranger Things? Another one of those I have to get around to actually watching it. It looks cool. Listen to me. I just haven't got around to it. Stop it. Listen to me. I don't know what your plans were. For tonight, <laughs> just stop. You're gonna start when we're <laughs> when we're done here. I want you to go queue up season one of Stranger Things because it's gonna hook you. Because the first thing it starts out as is kids that were our age at one point sitting around a table playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and they nail it. Like you could tell the people that did this show play D anD D. They understand exactly what it is, and from that point on, that show hits all those fucking buttons. Nice. It takes place in the 80s, and there are so many wonderful callbacks done exactly the right way without being corny. I mean, it is a little corny, but it is in that perfect 80s way. It, You know what it is? It's the new Goonies. I can't, I got that feeling, I think, when I first like saw the trailers and like the little bits and pieces I see of Stranger. Like, it's like, this looks like a kind of a horror's Goonies. It's exactly what it is, and it's a masterpiece. Awesome. All, th- all three seasons are fantastic. So, what the game is, is it's a style of game that looks like it could be 8-bit Nintendo. Well, man, now maybe, maybe, maybe like Super Nintendo. So, 16-bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember you know, it had that retro pixel look to it. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm bless so sorry. You, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's fucking killing me. I gotta get more vodka. I'm almost out on the cup. Um... But so it's got that look to it, and it's like action, you know, sort of kind of RPG ish. It is literally like a game that would have come out in 1992 based on a, a movie or a series. It is exactly that, where it is step in step, lockstep with the story, but like instead of a scene at the ice cream parlor that took a minute in the movie, you got to go back and like find his keys, and they're somewhere in the kitchen. and... Might be hidden in a box, and you got to break a few things. It is ex- like, and I hate using this phrase because it sounds like I have a curled mustache and smoke out of a pipe. <laughs> but they smash through the meta of what that is, like what that kind of game is. It is exactly like that. So the reviews that are shitting on it, saying like this is like you know a game 
based on a wonderful series that's like one of those games that are not trying to cash out, but like they add all kinds of shit in, you know, and it's like, yeah, they do that to extend the time. This is what people did in games like that to make the gameplay last longer. Like it, so it's like, it's not that it's a fantastic game. It's great in that it is exactly what it tries to be. And it's fun. Like, especially if you watch the series, like the scenes that get reenacted are done so perfectly late 80s early 90s like you you can't help but love it like if you love stranger things you're gonna love this if you can appreciate what they're trying to do like it's almost like a weird art project and i have to give bonus xp incredible respect for what they did i think it's like a two-person team too so it's like yeah i mean it's a small team if if not two people i think they had other contributors but you know it really is one of those like what you guys set out to do, you nailed it. And I thought it was really clever, and I thought it was fun, and I liked it a lot. Um, so I would I would highly recommend, you know, if you grew up in the same time frame we did, which most of our listeners have, you know, check it out. It, it's worth, you know, the I think it's like 19 bucks. So it's, yeah, it's worth it, though. I, I, I had so much fun with it just, like, Oh my god, it's like playing fucking Gremlins 2 again. Like this is pretty wild. <laughs> so not only is it like, you know, taking the story but it's it's paying homage to the old like 80s 90s games as well. Yeah, ba- games based on movies. 100%. Gotcha. And it is done in such a masterstroke. Like if you played those games, you can't help but appreciate it. You're like, "Wow, you guys really know where this comes from." It was I just thought it was cool. And uh, very creative, and I don't know. That, that makes sense. Like, I can see where if the reviewer wasn't familiar with that kind of style game that, you know, that we played back in the day. That we, exactly. It was the one that we'd rent from, like, Blockbuster or whatever. Yes, this for, is like, exactly what this is. Yes. And it's like, yeah, like, there's always, a, like, it, there's, I mean, it's kind of an eternal thing. I, I, I think I've yet to see maybe maybe star wars star wars maybe the only exception maybe you know, with like the old you know, or should i should rephrase with the old lucas arts okay <laughs> all right with ea today it's like you're, you're drifting off course a little bit but you know for the most part it's like whenever you you saw a title uh, or a, a game based on a, a movie or i don't know were there any tv show not really I mean, maybe, maybe there was like a MacGyver game. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, yeah but, who knows? Um, oh, well, there's a GI Joe one though. That, that, yeah, that was, was all right. Okay, but yeah, that was right. Yeah, it was okay. That's okay. Uh, but for the most part, it's like you, you kind of knew, it's like, okay, I'm gonna play this, and it's gonna make no sense to the movie whatsoever. But I'm gonna play it anyway. Whatever. Yeah, and like, uh, it, it's it's so hard to describe. Like, it it, it is specifically made. Again, for people like us, you know, that grew up in that era, they knew exactly who their audience was. And it's the same audience that watches Stranger Things and loves it. Like, the people that are, like, just fawning over this series are people like us. Like, the people that made it are us. You know what I mean? They're our age. You know? So, I got to say, man, like... I know you, I know what you like, you will binge the shit out of this, 
Oh yeah, like it, it definitely. Like I haven't watched it because it doesn't look interesting. It's just more. It's more the usual. No time to watch it, but but I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it a point. I'll, I'll watch it. You have time. time tonight. You have homework. Yeah, yeah I have homework. No, because I, I really want to talk to you about it. <laughs> I want to talk to you because I think you'd really love it. So yeah, I was playing that, and then let's see what else was I playing. Uh, Game Pass. Game Pass for PC. Microsoft, you're killing it, baby. You may not have the best exclusives. Sony's got that market. But that Game Pass for PC is the... It's the shit. Uh, I am now playing Shadow of War. Which oh, I don't, nice. I don't, yeah, think yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't think I would have picked it up and bought it. I mean, I loved Shadow of Mordor. Loved that game. Yo, yeah, yeah, I love that game. I've, I've been meaning to pick up Shadow of War. It's like, oh, but it, it's on Game Pass. It's oh. on Game Pass. Get that fucking Ultimate PC Game Pass, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the best part is that's another one that your PC game syncs with your Xbox game. Oh, nice. So it's like, ah, oh, I just finished playing Shadow of War in the, the computer room, but I'm going to go sit on my couch. Oh, wait, I can play it out here. Mm-hmm. Um, So... Uh, I loved Shadow of Mordor. I loved the Nemesis system. I thought that was such a brilliant, brilliant game mechanic. I, I know we had an episode about it early on in this podcast life. Yeah, talk, talking about the yeah the first one, yeah, and the Nemesis like, system. definitely w- one of the more unique gameplay mechanics I think I've, I've seen to date. I agree, and Shadow of War just rolls with that even harder. Um, I was up entirely too late, as sick as I felt. <laughs> I think I was up playing one thirty, playing the shit out of that last night. Um, so I've been playing that, having a lot of fun. And then uh, the biggest one on my list that I was just so blown away and happy with, and I've been having so much fun with, is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Now, hmm. at this point, I think everybody knows what this is. Most people do. It's made by... Uh, um, I'm sorry. My sick brain is not going to let me remember the guy's name. Uh, he is immortal. He is the brilliant mind behind Castlevania Symphony of the Night on the PlayStation, which is one of my favorite games of all time. And uh, Bloodstained is 100%. You know, his. If he could have called it Castlevania, I think he would have. Uh, but I don't think he has the rights to it. But it is 100%. You know, that beautiful Symphony of the Night, Castlevania, Metroidvania kind of mechanic. And it is done so masterfully well. The graphics are gorgeous. The music is absolutely awesome. I want to get a, uh, an OST of it because I could listen to it all day. Uh, just like Symphony of the Night. Uh, wonderful music in that, too. Mm-hmm. The gameplay, the castle exploration... The little carrot and stick of, oh, you got to have this before you can pass through this door. And all the little mechanics. There's a crafting system now, a cooking system. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, it's just great. If you like Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you have to play this game. There's just no, like, stop what you're doing. If you haven't played it yet, get a copy, and I'll see you tomorrow. Um, you'll love it. And it's I, I'm having so much fun with it. I'm very close to the end, the good ending, because I already got the bad ending. I figured it was uh, going to be a bad <laughs> ending. I, mean, I don't think I should be fighting you. But yeah, it's, it's very, very good. And the voice cast, unlike Symphony of the Night, the voice cast, phenomenal. Um, I can't remember his name now, but he is a character you run into. You actually fight one or two times. 
He's got a long katana, and he's a demon fighter. He's obsessed with fighting demons, like Ikaruga. I'm getting it wrong. But uh, voiced by the great David Hayter. Oh. Yes, and he sounds just like Solid Snake with a katana. (laughs) Of course. It's fantastic. Like, I, I just... The game is just, it hits all the right notes. I've had a blast with it. So check it out, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. It's just great. And then as far as watching, uh, obviously, uh, Am and I binge Stranger Things Season 3. God damn, they did it again. And uh, we definitely got choked up at the ending, although um, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I could, I could, uh, Winona Ryder pissed me off, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Very selfish lady. Very selfish. Um, but it was, it ended really great, and then if you watch through the credits, it, it obviously, door is wide open, there's gonna be a season four, and, uh, it, I'm telling you, man, like, that series just cannot seem to, to make a a wrong step, and just in case you were really wondering if you should watch it, Nick, season two starts out in a real old school arcade, and it will make you, it will make you miss Friday nights at the mall. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it's just great so we watched that and then uh, because it was hitting HBO this week and we both watched it at one point and we're like we were trying to remember like I think we enjoyed this but maybe we weren't so into it uh, and that was the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, Crimes of Grindelwald hit HBO this week so the part two in that series so we said alright I said well I want to watch the first one again before we watch because it's been a while and I, I remember liking it, but it was one of those I wasn't sure if I wasn't into it. And it was like, and then as we're watching it, I'm like, no, I think just the kids wouldn't let us fucking sit down and watch it um, for some reason. Because we we watched the first one and we're like, wow, you know, start to finish. We're like, I'm like, this was really good. Like, this is way better than whatever memory stuck with me. So it's like, all right, we're going to watch Crimes of Grindelwald this week. And we did. And that one was just as good. Um, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to have the same magic that the harry potter movies do but it is it's one no, of those it's a continuation of the universe yeah exactly and it, it hits all the right notes there and i gotta say jude law as young dumbledore it fucking works oh yeah yeah like i really liked him in magical beasts like yeah i kind of went into the same thing it's like okay it's a harry potter extension slash prequel you know, is this yeah. going to work? And it's like, okay, it has it has a, its own little charm, and you know, it, it, like like I said, it, it expands it, that universe, and I think it works. Yeah, and, and the second movie is fantastic. Johnny Depp, obviously, I mean, it's hard for that guy to make a misstep when it comes to movies. Personal life, we, we won't go there. Uh, but, yeah, uh, bit of an asshole, but uh, you know, his performance as as Gellert Grindelwald was was riveting. And uh, Jude Law as Dumbledore was wonderful, absolutely wonderful as young Dumbledore. And it just kind of reinforces, I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't read the Harry Potter series, I mean, Dumbledore is a very pragmatic guy to the point where it could be argued he's kind of an asshole, a loving asshole, but an asshole, you know, in the way that he kind of steers and uses people for the greater good, but... Usually, it's, he didn't give them the whole picture. <laughs> yeah, a great sacrifice to themselves, and Jude Law really nails that, especially in the second movie. So I, I'm just very happy with it. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to the third movie, and and I highly recommend it. So oh, they are making a third then. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it's supposed to be a trilogy. Obviously, uh, the way this ended, it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. So. 
um, but very good. So yeah, um, I think that's it as far as what I've been watching and playing. Anything else on uh, on your end that? If not, we'll we'll head to release highlights. No, no, I, th I think that's about it. I mean, like like I said, my my time is is partially consumed by getting ready for the move, so I haven't really been able to dive into too many things like I usually do. Sure. No, that's fair, man. I, I totally get it. Like, I just feel like my life is finally getting in, in order now that, like, you know, again, getting that new job offer, it's like, okay, now I know which path my life is definitely going sure, down. Sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you're saying, like, is it not going to work out? Like, and, and I'm telling you, at the end yes, of it... no, maybe so. <laughs> like, the, towards the end of it, I was like, they said they're still interviewing other candidates. That means I'm not it. And we were really depressed. Like, we were really upset because I felt I had nailed the interviews. And like, I was just so upset, and I started looking for other jobs. And, I admit, uh, like, when you were talking about it, like, I was starting to get nervous, like, the fact that it's like, oh, they're still there. I was like, man, they seem to be ringing you along. Cause... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it all ended, basically, uh, the week before, you know, the week of the 4th, when uh, Wednesday comes, and, you know, they said, uh, oh, hey, you know, Person A wants to talk to you because, you know, he'd be your boss and he, they would, we tried to connect you two during the interview process and he was traveling and it just, it didn't work out. And he just wants right. to talk to you. So, like, you know, very informal. I said, all right, yes, I'm, I'm free all day, you know, set it up. And we talked five o'clock that night and, you know, hit it off. We're, we're, you know, opposite personalities in that I'm Captain Optimism and he is a Sith Lord, but it's like in a good way. <laughs> it's in a good way. It's more like in the way we, we perform our job. And I think we both came to the conclusion that we work very well together because, like, you know, we can kind of good cop, bad cop certain things. And um, I hit it off with him immediately. So he was like, yeah, I just thought it'd be great, you know, for you to talk to the guy who might be your boss. And the guy who might be your boss might meet the guy who's going to possibly hire. So I was like, all right, you know. And I figured, oh, shit, that went really good. And then... You know, like, all right, you know, we'll let you know, blah, blah, blah. And, it, and the one thing he said that got me, like, holy shit, this might be a possibility. And he's like, you know, all the feedback I got was really great, but I had to talk to you first. And I was like, shit, all right, maybe I did do good. And then the next day, which was uh, Thursday, uh, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, here we go again, another week of waiting. And then Friday, I heard from the recruiters, like, hey, I just want to do the wrap-up interview. And I was like, oh, fuck. And, uh, yeah, we set the time up, and, um, and she started, started saying, yeah, everything went great, you know, the feedback was great, and I'm sitting there in my mind going, but, 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 <laughs> you're just waiting for it, and it's like, oh, we'd like to make you an offer, and it was like, and then they put the offer on the table, and I'm like, okay, don't, don't squeal, don't squee, don't squee, look professional, <laughs> yeah, you guys got yourself a new technical project manager, fantastic, hang up the phone, woo! and like running through the house and just going crazy and uh yeah but anyway so now that i know what path my life's going down i can actually start living again and uh yeah so in that we will go to news 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 and release highlights uh just not much on the release radar this week uh, they're doing the gears of war 5 tech demo this weekend um, I'm gonna check it out. I, I I have guilt. I'm very guilty of not playing through that series, and I probably should. Uh, I know Nick, you've played pretty much all of those, right? 
Uh, the last one I played was three. So, okay. I mean, it was a great series, but, uh, you know, I kind of fell off by four because there's just like, you know, it started to fall into the Call of Duty, you know, line of just like, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Okay. All right. Certainly, certainly if you're new to it, it's like, yeah, great series to jump into. Very, very fun multiplayer. Um, and, you know, I'll probably check out like the campaign river because I think that I think they said that's part of the Game Pass thing. So it's like, okay, yes. great. Yeah. That's it's how the Microsoft it Studios. It's Microsoft Studios, so you'll get exactly. So it's like I'll I'll probably look to play it that way. But yeah, in terms of like you know purchase, you know I haven't purchased it since since three. Like I, mean, I think I've watched some let's plays. Like you know the fourth one had you know seemed like it had a decent story for what it was and yeah. Uh, but it, again, it was just like okay, I I, I can't I can't buy another. One. <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on. Yeah, so I guess we'll see what they're doing with Gears Five. Uh, so the tech demo for that's this weekend. A uh, little gem that I've just recently tripped over because I I didn't know it existed and I'm like I'm kind of like wow I really gotta look into this further. It's a game called Dustwind. Uh, Dustwind. Yeah, it's a it's a indie developed kind of love letter to Fallout Tactics, except it's in real time. So it's almost like hmm. you know an Infinity Engine game, right? Uh, but it's developed in Unreal. Uh, it it is Fallout in everything but name. Like, the same kind of targeting system. Again, for the older Fallouts, where it was isometric. Right, right, yeah. yeah it was um, like Fallout 1 and... The original 1 and 2. Yeah. And the game looks fantastic. And I've watched a bunch of videos. I'm like, man, I really want to play this. And every, like, review I've read of it is like, man, this is fantastic to play. You know, it, it, the mechanics are great. It, this game is just really lacking because it, it doesn't have a single-player campaign. It would be great to get a little bit more into this world so it comes out kind of dry. And, you know, I think it released last year or maybe even a little before that. But long story short, their single-player campaign, one of the most requested things, releases next week on July 25th. Ooh. So I'm very intrigued. Um, I've reached out to the team. They're actually really intrigued, uh, really eager to talk to us, either ahead of the release or soon after, uh, and just tell more people about it, because they know we talk about older games, and, uh, you know, obviously in any kind of love letter to the old Fallouts is going to rate mm -hmm. high here, so... Absolutely. I, yeah, so I'm going to talk to them and, and set up an interview. I'd love to talk to the developers, and obviously anybody that has this much passion to bring this kind of a project to light that is done as well as this is. I want to talk to them, and I really want to play the game. So I'm going to be picking it up as soon as I can, uh, just financially, and then uh, I, I am going to really plow into that because I love that stuff, and it just looks great. You know, the XCOM slash Fallout, all those strategy tactic shooters, uh, team-based you know, based things, I can't get enough of it. So it just looks great. So that comes out next week. That's really that's all been that's been on my radar. I don't know if there's anything on yours, Nick, as far as upcoming releases within the next week or two. Um, I don't think anything's majorly made my radar. Uh, I know Tribes of Midgard is going into an open beta. It's a game I saw at PAX. Um, I've been involved in some of the alpha stuff. Really, really fun game. It's kind of a top-down. I don't want to say RTS, but you're, you're controlling almost Diablo-esque is probably a better way to put it. All right. And so you start, you have this village and you go out and you're, you're you know, have these ice, well, I say ice giants because that's like the only boss they've, they've debuted so far. Uh -huh. But it slowly marches towards your village over like several days. And, and you know, like, there's this marker saying you can go right at it 
or you can kind of like you know farm around your your village and like collect stuff and build up defenses and all this other stuff and build up your own weapons and things like that it's, and it's a very very cool game i, I think Intriguing. it's uh, four basically a four player co-op if you want um so highly recommend checking it out very cool game and that is what again what's the name uh tribes of midgard just writing that down because that i, I, I think it's on, um, available at, uh through steam currently you know me i love my norse mythology i can't get mm-hmm. enough oh, oh yeah yeah and, and, and like eventually they're gonna add in like a whole bunch of other like crazy uh you know, giants and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like mm-hmm. I can't wait. That sounds great. I think the idea is like, obviously, how how long can your village survive? And, you know, it's like, you know, obviously taking down the various giants and whatnot. So so instead mm-hmm. of they are billions, it's they are Jotun. <laughs> Jotun, yeah, except it's like one giant one that just slowly trudges towards your village. <laughs> That's really a cool concept. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's got a great, like, kind of cel-shaded, you know, art style to it and really charming. And, you know, it, it, I'd say for the most part, it's pretty chill. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're fighting kind of like these little, um, and I, oh, I can't remember. the um... Dwerger? Draugr? No. Yeah, I think I think that's it. Like, yeah, there's like there's like the wild men, and there's like kind of like these yeti-looking things, and I think that's what they are. Um, that are kind of like these like low-level you know, baddies that you fight, you know, okay. close to your village. And obviously, like the big bosses are these these giants that are you know days away that uh, that are marching towards your village. So, tribes of Midgard. That sounds fantastic. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. Excellent. All right, uh, so there's that. As far as news, obviously the big ticket item going on right now is San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Some of the stuff coming out of here already has just got me giggly. Uh, did you see the Witcher trailer? I I just saw it uh, when I got home today. Like I, th- I guess it debuted today. I don't, I don't think it yeah, it did debut today. Yesterday or okay, today? That I'm makes sure. sense. Yeah, so I, I, it must have been today because I've been like, no, I, it I was, was today. Like, it was like two hours ago. Stuff. Yeah, it was like two hours. Perfect. Ago. All right. Yeah, yeah. I came home and like it's in my feed. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna watch that. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Henry Cavill. I was a little. I was. I was. You know, a little bit of a question mark. Now, granted, he, he's done a great job with Superman. Unbelievable job. If you've seen him in um, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, not Fallout, uh, or it was a Fallout. Yeah, I think it was Fallout. I have to um, watch that. I haven't seen him in that. De- definitely worth seeing. Like, you know, like he just absolutely kicks ass. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> he's like he goes toe to toe with uh, with uh, uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise in terms of like stunts and just All like, right. the kinetic energy in, in the film. So de- definitely worth checking out there. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a question mark because you know I don't think we've actually seen him in kind of like any kind of fantasy role. Like Superman no. would have been the closest, but I, I wouldn't label it as fantasy per se. He's a good um, Geralt though. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like from the trailers, like okay, you know what? This this actually is looking pretty good, and yeah, uh, it's, it's got a lot of like cues from you know. My, obviously, my reference is the game. Obviously, it yep, was a book beforehand. Too. Yeah, mine's um, the game. But but it's like okay, like it looks like they have the look of you know the Witcher universe down. So it's like yeah. color me intrigued, sign me on board. Uh, you know, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm excited to see more trailers, get to learn a little bit more about where they're going uh, in his story. Oh, sorry. 
Holy shit, that's so rude to no, do on a podcast, no, but I'm <laughs> but I'm sick, I don't care. But no, I'm very intrigued to see uh, where they go with it. I, I like him as Geralt, uh, now that I've seen him in the role. Um, I'm interested. I, I gotta see more, but I, I, obviously at this point, I'm all, I'm, I'm all in for watching it. I'll definitely watch it. Um, the next thing, I haven't seen the trailer, but I watched the panel for Terminator Dark Fate. Now, have you seen anything on this? Uh, I haven't watched the panel. I don't, yeah, I haven't watched the trailer yet, uh, but I, I saw like the, the, like first trailer, you know, whenever that came out back, you know back a couple months i don't know i was on the fence with that one i you know maybe the newest trailer make maybe make, make, makes it look better but i don't know just like yeah i don't know um <laughs> i'm intrigued from the standpoint of arnold schwarzenegger linda hamilton and edward furlong are all reprising their roles right yeah so at this point i don't fucking know where they can go with that story i mean it has just been time looped back and forth and, and <laughs> paradoxed all to hell but you know what yeah maybe that's part of like we're like because eh, like it's like where does this fit in the timeline yeah. you know it's like what what is the the MacGuffin that gets us to this point now or are we I just going to discard everything that happened after terminator 2 which i would not complain about it, it could be that because i what i was watching it wasn't the it wasn't the panel but i was actually watching uh, i think um or not watching but listening to a podcast uh this morning on the drive-in mm-hmm. and they were talking about that and Apparently, this takes place right after Terminator. Well, I say right after Terminator Two. Obviously, it's like uh, uh, how long ago was it? Was it twenty five yeah. years? Yeah. Since I don't know whatever whatever like real time has passed since the, the movie came yeah, out. Yeah, it's supposed to be that more, real time. More or less the same amount of time has passed in universe to this movie. So it's like okay, uh, and like I like I can't keep up with all like the crazy timelines now. It's a, in, no, in I'd be fine if this was a reboot up to that point. Like, if they said, I, all right, you know what, they, discard they everything. Yeah. They didn't say that specifically, but it may, they're making it sound like that's the case. Like, disregard the, was it uh, three and four, I guess it is? I the, don't or the previous know. ones. Yeah. Three was three was the one with the chick in the red leather. <laughs> yeah, we won't, oh. Four, four was, was Christian Bale. Christian Bale, and then, well, oh, and then I guess there is a fifth How one. How was it? Oh, oh, good for you! Oh. <laughs> Turn off the light. <laughs> oh, da, 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 da. <laughs> and then uh, number number five is is um oh I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, but, uh... but basically, Robo John Connor is what I got out of that. Yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. So if they're saying, look, pretend those don't exist. All right, you know what? I'll give this a shot. Sure. Um, just because. You know, to to me, the last Terminator that I thoroughly enjoyed was Terminator 2. And if they're bringing back that same cast and they're going to say, okay, you know, that's the last story that counts. All right. I'm in. Okay. 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 I'll check it out. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, so there was that. Uh, one thing I was very intrigued about is there's a new Creepshow series coming. Uh, September 26th. Hmm. Creepshow was an, another like little horror, B-horror series, you know, with horror shorts and stuff, and uh, 
just well, if if I'm not mistaken, Creep was Creep Show, the Stephen King one. No, that was Cat's Eye. No, Creep Show. I've seen the original Creep Show, but it's been years. But I could just say it was '80s horror, and my memories of it are very fond. And just seeing that come back has me uh, pretty excited. So I gotta I gotta look into more on that. But it was just more I saw. Hey, new Creep Show. It's the same font. It looks like it's you know either a reboot or whatever. And I'm very excited. That's I love cheesy B horror. So spoon feed me. Let's go. And then there was Top Gun. Maverick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am the weirdest mix of excited, because that's one of my favorite 80s movies. I could watch it's it over a classic. Absolute classic. But then I'm watching this trailer, and I'm sitting here like, okay. I was just waiting for the Funny or Die title to come up. Like, is this a parody? And I don't mean it that it was making fun of itself, but it was more like, they're showing like shot for shot, like it's Top Gun all over again. Just just later, like look, he's riding a motorcycle, high airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even even yeah, even down like the original like Tomcat and his helmet. Yeah. And... and then it's like, oh look, yeah, and, yeah. and and here's uh, a man playing at a piano with a mustache, but he's Goose's son. It's like okay. It's like oh, what is going on? All so, right. I I, I yeah I remember sitting there's like okay yeah this this is weird because this is hitting all the nostalgia buttons yeah but at the same time it's, it, is it, it doesn't is it trying to make sense yeah yeah it doesn't yeah, make sense like... <laughs> and look like, where where's going on? and where's Mister Strickland gotta have Mister Strickland <laughs> right <laughs> your body's check cash and checks your your you know cash and checks your body can't cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what, what the hell? Your your attitude? Oh fuck! I can't remember the saying. Yeah, either way, you know you know what we're getting at. You're gonna be flying a, a car a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I, I, I mean, you're just because there's also a lot going on too. I mean, there's like, oh yeah, you know, he's like in a U two or not U two, but um. Uh, that spacesuit, so that's uh-huh. either used in the U two or the SR seventy one. Yeah, like, how many planes is he flying? <laughs> yeah, what is he doing? And oh, look, more shirtless volleyball. Okay. <laughs> now I will say, it the like the carrier launch looks super real. I don't, yes. I don't know if they confirm this, but you know the way in Tom Cruise is a producer on this, and like he's been a producer a lot of his movies recently. Um, he's all about. Yeah, I say authenticity in the sense of like trying to be as real in camera as possible. So you yeah. like look at like the Mission Impossible stunts where like he's hanging out in a plane, like he's actually hanging off a plane for that. Yeah, thing. he's doing uh, his own stunts. Yeah, and we, so, we were we were joking about it before the show. Like he's become yeah. a producer on his movies literally so he can have the response of "fuck it, I'll insure myself." Yeah, that's exactly it. it, it like I, if oh, I was watching, oh yeah, I was watching Mission Impossible three. And the yeah on uh, Amazon, and they had that like X-ray you know behind the scenes yeah. thing, and one of the blurbs was like, before they started you know it started like work on Mission Impossible three, like Tom Cruise was trying to get it off the ground, and like no one would produce it because it was like yeah we're not we're not cheering you. It's like screw it, I'll do it, and I can then I can do all my own stunts. <laughs> yeah, so I mean I'll give him all the props in the world because let's face oh, it, yeah, absolutely, like. like 
whatever you think of a person like the the dude is like all about <laughs> he's a fucking he's a motherfucker he's, <laughs> he's tough he's, he's, a, he's a maniac he's a maniac and he's... and yeah like there, there's a look of of realism here that is so rare i feel yeah in i agree these days. i completely agree so much so much relies on cgi it was kind of one of my disappointments with the hobbit because mm. to me, you know, Peter Jackson, I thought, was such a pioneer with the Lord of the Rings and, and pushing for miniatures and realism of that architecture. And the Hobbit kind of showed, like, all right, you know, this is what happens when you go to computer. And a lot of stuff does that now. Yes, it makes it easier. Yes, it makes it, nowadays, it makes it almost cheaper. But, like, when, when I saw, that, like you said, when I saw these flight clips and uh the carrier clip because my cousin used to be in the navy and uh this is back in the mid 90s but like you know everybody that serves in the navy gets kind of like a tape to bring home to friends and family that shows what they do and one of the things because he was a green shirt it showed all the and it, for those who don't know green shirts are the guys like if you watch top gun you'll see those guys sitting under the plane like checking the wheel checking the mm -hmm. checking mm -hmm. the stuff and they kind of sit there until the plane takes off right by the they basically they maintain the, the bow catapults to make sure that the the devices that launch the planes off the aircraft carriers to make sure they're going fast enough by the time they hit the edge of the carrier to actually take flight, uh, you know, take flight. And he was one of the people maintaining those catapults. And, um, you know, so I, I know what it looks like when somebody launches off one of those things. And, I mean... I don't know how they're doing it, but it looks like he's getting launched off a goddamn carrier, you know, right? Yeah, in the fact like, that... if we ever see, like, behind the scenes, or, the, you know, they, they come on and reveal, like, you know, what was this? Like, I would not be surprised if they, they put him in, like, a trainer, or if he's just sitting, sitting in, like, the Rio seat or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously making it look like he's flying, but it's like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the real deal. Because, yeah, it, I agree. Like, that looks super authentic. Perfect. Way more than, than like, you know, what, like, a green screen or anything else could have, you know, potentially produced. Oh, yeah. No, it, it looks dead on. So, I'm interested. I mean, I, I, again, the first one's one of my favorite movies. I will be watching this one, whether it's in the theater, although I, I'm tempted. This is kind of one you got to go see in theater, though. Mm. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I might go. I might have to go IMAX this one. Uh, so, yeah, it, it looks cool. The, tra the trailer's... Got that perfect wonk to it, you know. It's very '80s, so check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's like I'm curious where it's gonna go. Like, are, are we getting a, a clone of number one, or is it? And, they're simply hitting the notes for the first trip. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There are rumors that Val Kilmer might be in this one. Really? Yeah, it, and for those that don't know, I guess he's been really sick. Uh, I think. Oh. Well, I think he's fine now. I, I think he's in remission, but I believe he had cancer. Like he he had a real, real battle uh, with cancer. I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you, I remember reading something about that. So it's, speaking it's, of Val Kilmer, yeah. You know what else he's in? Uh uh The Jay and Silent Bob reboot. What? <laughs> you missed this. I missed that in the trailer. Yeah. He he, he is <clears throat> playing. Well, I don't know if it was in the trailer, but he is playing. Uh, blunt man, get the fuck out of here! Yes, yes. <laughs> I gotta watch that again. I missed that. You know what I didn't miss though? You watch a Practical Jokers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see Q's appearance in the trailer? No, I missed that. 
He was the one. Yeah, Amber pointed out. He was the one with the camera right towards the angle. Are you fucking kidding me, Kevin Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Brian Q. Quinn uh, has an appearance. For those who don't know, he's actually very good friends with uh, Kevin Smith, Walt Flanagan, and uh, Brian Johnson, the guy that plays uh, Steve Dave, and Walt plays Fanboy. If you ever seen Comic Book Men, Walt's the guy that runs uh, Kevin's comic book store. And Brian is the guy that's like our friend Dave, except taller, uh, more muscular, with with gray curly hair. Uh, like total smart ass, and doesn't really read the comics, but he's there just to crack jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the Val Kilmer might be making an appearance. That that's great. I'd love to see Iceman. That, that'll be good. That'll be good to see him. Yeah, yeah. Just I'm glad to hear he's at least acting again. I'm hoping he's on the mend. And, uh, yeah, so I was happy to kind of hear that news, even if it's just a rumor. You know, hopefully we'll we'll get some Iceman and Top Gun Maverick. Oh, let's see. Other news. Gears 5 Tech Test this weekend. I already mentioned that. You can get, on, get in on that. Play it if you want. I don't know the details. Go find them out yourself. I'm too sick to care. Um... <laughs> As Nick mentioned, I think the Steam sale is still going on. There was a bit of fuckery with this over the past week and a half. You hear about that shit show? No, what? So, you know how they have that, like, metagame in every Steam sale lately? Uh, They were doing this thing where, like, you could join a team, and it was like you're racing around the world based on, like, buying games, getting achievements, uh, all kinds of shit, like, would get you further in the race with your team. And then the team that won, uh, there'd be like a raffle, uh, if I remember correctly. Like, a ran- random people would, uh, a handful of people would get picked to get a game off of their wish list. Okay, sounds great. Okay. So what people wound up doing <laughs> was clearing out their entire wish list and just putting on the one game that they wanted, you know, in hopes that hey. Oh. Uh, if I win, <laughs> I want this sixty dollar game. And uh, if you know how Steam wish lists work, this really pissed off some developers. <laughs> oh, I bet. Because wish lists are how developers of games that are either in workshop or on their way or even already out. It's how developers can communicate with people that you know want to play their games. It's not games that are already out, obviously, because it's on your wish list usually. But anyway. It's how they communicate with people that are interested in their game. So the, many developers over the past week have pretty much lost what is the old school equivalent of their entire mailing list. Um, <laughs> and because Steam basically, the whole terms of this metagame were, were laid out very fuzzy, again, just like they did last year. It wasn't explained well. And apparently they would just give you the game that was in the, the most recent spot on your wish list. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it just wasn't explained well. And now developers are like, fuck you steam. Like, can't believe you did this. And it was just some more steam fuckery. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I had to like, just shake my head. Like you could tell steam's heart was in the right place, but it's like, Oh my God, guys, <laughs> someone didn't think it through. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, so there's that, uh, big news as of like two hours ago. Uh, Frank Pierce is leaving Blizzard. He's one of the original co-founders, along with like Mike Moreham. Uh, is he like one of the few like originals left? 
I'm pretty sure he's like the last one, or if not, he's damn close uh, to it. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, so uh, he's leaving Blizzard, moving on to other things, and uh, man, it's like the end of an era, it feels like, you know? really is. It's, I don't know. You're around as long as we are. You remember when there wasn't a blizzard, and then there was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, holy crap. You know, it's just kind of weird seeing those original pioneers kind of go off and do their own thing. But I'll definitely be following him. I mean, I follow Mike Morham and, and some of the other guys just because you always want to know what they're doing. They're going to be doing something. Oh, yeah, so. for sure. Like, you know, it never seemed to stay still for very long. No. No. That is the end of news. Uh, this will bring us to our save point game of the month, which is uh, Defender of the Crown for Nintendo by Cinemaware. Uh, thanks to the job hunt and everything else, I hadn't really had a chance to play it. I played it a little bit today. Um, again, it's one of my f my favorite games. It's a classic. It's a quick play. Uh, the Nintendo one... I, I remember nostalgically, graphically being a little bit better, and I feel like I kind of mixed it and confused it with the Amiga a little bit. I mean, obviously, I know it didn't come close to looking like the Amiga. I just don't remember it looking that bad. <laughs> mm. But but I still played it, and um, you know, I had a little bit of fun with it. But I, I still think the Commodore 64 and Amiga versions of Defender of the Crown are definitely the, the definitive versions of that to play if you're interested. Um... I'll pick a new one for the month and post it in the save point uh, after this episode airs, and we'll try and, uh, well, actually, no, it's still July, so we'll, well, no, I think Defender of the Crown was our game for June, so I'll pick a new game, and uh, we'll play another game till mid-August, and uh, stay tuned on the save point, we'll figure out what that game is. Um... Normally, this is the point where we move on to voicemails. Our voicemail line is 610-810-1654. Uh, we do not, to my knowledge, just double-checking, yeah, we don't have any voicemails tonight. Um, so what we'll do, though, is we did have a question of the bye week, which I'm going to pull up on Twitter and on the save point, uh, because we did have some answers there that I thought were actually pretty good, and pretty fun and uh let's just go to my profile sorry folks i should have this up and ready but as we know i'm sick so i'm not thinking all right so um where are you my retweeted post what the hell all right let's go to the retro rents Twitter. I'm like all over here, guys. I'm a mess. I don't care. Alright. So our question of the bye week is what game series should be the next in a quote-unquote maker line of games a la Super Mario Maker 2? Mm -hmm. What would you like to see? Um... I will start with our answers, and then Nick and I will give you our own. Our pal Hoodie Ninja, Jeremy from the Bad Fodder Figures, posted on Twitter. Elder Scrolls slash Fallout Maker. They use pretty much the same engine, so just add some different themed assets. Space, Western, etc. 
along with sharing content, and you never need to buy another action RPG again. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, the Skyrim engine, the Fallout engine, it's a little dated, but uh, actually, to that point, if you guys remember, I was playing a game that was made in that engine. Uh, what was that called? Um, I gotta look it up. I had a game installed on my laptop. I'm gonna double check, but it was made in the the Skyrim engine, and it was its own unique intellectual property. It was it started out as a mod, and then it became a game that you could get for free. Um, you remember me talking about that one, Nick? Uh, not a fan. No. I think it started with an E. I'm just double checking. Uh, I will actually figure out what game this was and then I'll post about it um, in the save point. I did talk about it on a previous episode but it was uh, absolutely fantastic. It was like a complete um, kind of redo on a game in that engine. Like Even the magic system was different and I absolutely played the heck out of it. I gotta play it more but the world was gorgeous and so I see what, you know, Jeremy's saying. They kind of already have it. It's just not, it's not as easy to use as, like, a Mario Maker is. But I know what you're hmm. getting at. If they could find a way to make that as easy, I think that could be a really cool, uh, really cool hit. So let's pull on over to the save point. We got a bunch more responses there. Um, all right. So... Uh, Al Vogue said Zelda Maker or Metroid Maker. Ooh, yeah. I I like both those ideas. I think a Zelda Maker would be very cool. Even if it's the old Zelda engine, like if you were able to design your own dungeons and your own traps, I think... You know what I mean? Isn't, isn't it in one of the most recent Zeldas or something There there is a dungeon creator like allows you to like mix and match dungeon pieces to make your own dungeon? I feel uh, like you're, yeah, I feel like you're right. I don't know if it was Breath of the, I don't think it was Breath of the Wild. It was, I thought it was something, or maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's that expansion. Well, I say expansion, but whatever that, and it's not Breath of the Wild too. I, oh, or, it was, it was something. Oh, man, like I, I don't have it, so I can't like, you know, tell it firsthand, but I thought I remember someone was saying, yeah, like, yeah, there's a way to actually create your own, at least the Zelda dungeon. Like you can't do like a whole like overworld map, which, I think would be super cool along with the dungeons. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but, yeah, like, I want to say one of the Zelda games allowed you, like, at, like something like as you beat the levels, it unlocked, like, dungeon pieces that you could then use in your own created dungeon, like, created Zelda dungeon. Oh, but I huh. don't know. What was that? No, I feel like you're... You're on to something. They released... Oh my god, what was that? Um, shit. Alright. Well, well, again, we'll have to... Maybe we'll post that in the, the save point or our Discord. Uh, once we figure out what the hell we're trying to remember. But I, I know what you're saying. That I'm, oh, it's going to drive me fast. Oh, there it is. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, Nintendo revealed the remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which was from originally the Game Boy... Uh, that's what it is. So, uh, 
with Link's Awakening, you'll be able to build your own little Zelda dungeons. That's what it was. Oh. That's a really cool idea. Yeah, it doesn't go quite as far as Super Mario Maker, but it's no slouch either. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, that, that's where it was. Like, it's not out yet. Uh, but yeah, so the Zelda's Link Link's Link's Awakening. Uh, when is it? When does that come out? Did they have uh, a date September, for that? I think. I do want to say it was this I, year, wasn't it? September twentieth. Yeah, 20th. yeah. September twentieth. Yeah, later this year. So there you go. So yeah, so yeah, a Zelda one. You know, quasi on the way again. Not not to level like Mario Maker, but uh, I'd say that that's a pretty good contender. Yeah, that's a great man. That's a great idea. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what people do with that. Uh, another idea we had was from our boy Troy King, Troy Games. Mega Man would be pretty sweet as a maker. I totally Ooh, agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to see the games the community make in that series. Just the hardest shit maps. Like you see some of these Mario Maker maps, and I'm looking oh, at absolutely insane. I'm looking at you, Glove Box. That uh, <laughs> my my pal Eric Glover over at the Bad Fodder Figures, man. That boy posted a video of, it was like just chains of those damn fireballs and like the timing and the jumping this poor schmuck had to do to get to the end of the map. Uh, whoever recorded the video, I just replied to Eric. I was like, yeah, no, no, I ain't going to do that. That scares me. <laughs> but it's amazing what people make with these, man. Some of these, some of these maps are just like expertise and precision. Uh, our pal Josh Ian, if it could be done properly, Mario Kart Maker would be fun. Sonic OFC, a fucking course. I agree on both of those, man. But I loved his next idea. This really got my gears turning. Gonna go old school, but what about Marble Madness Maker? Oh, Marble Madness Maker, yeah! That's so, what I, mean, I said. What, there was only what, like, was it six maps? Yeah, I think or level. It was it was a like very low amount. Didn't have a lot. No, it, yeah, it was very low. But you know, I just remember like it took me forever Ever. Just to beat elevator map. Yeah, that was a tough, yeah, tough game. That that would be a good one. Absolutely, I agree. And like the conversation kind of went further down from there, and like a lot of people, myself included, were like, "Holy crap! What a great idea!" And, you know, Josh was saying he could really see a homegrown challenge scene growing out of that. And I'm, like, sitting here going, why hasn't this been done already? Like, it almost seems like a given. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just said, Marble Insanity. See? Was that so hard? Now someone go make that. (laughs) Uh, Our pal Luke uh, Bordick. How is the answer other than anything other than Castlevania? Oh my god, if there was a way to do it, I'd be oh, game. Yeah. Uh, Todd Smith from the, is it the Backlog Podcast? I love you guys. Uh, Castlevania would be pretty sweet. Make your own castle. I would have to make an inverted one too. I mean, dude, that's a given. Like, you can't have Castlevania anymore without an inverted castle, which Bloodstained, <laughs> Bloodstained does in its own unique way. You get an ability that allows you to invert. And that allows you to get into other rooms that you couldn't get in before. I'm telling you, Bloodstained is the shit. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Josh had a point. He, he said he didn't think Metroid or Castlevania would work. Reason being, it's an entire world design. Uh, not like a level design. You know, maybe just design a whole new game at that point. I said, I'm game. Give me the kit, bitches. Alsylvania coming. 
<laughs> I, I think you could do it like maybe not to the level of like a, a full on like yeah I'll, I'll just go ahead and like Metroid was was my answer for this like, it's like okay. I would love to see a Metroid you know or, you know Metroidvania you know Castlevania is kind of the same thing the, the the tricky part would be like how do you set up you know or you know how do you set up the locks up, but... the abilities and the locks yes. like that exactly that it's like okay you could have like this door require you know like you know it's like you got your missile door and you put your missiles here but it's like you also probably need to have like some kind of like check and balance system that says like okay you know this area you can't get into without this stuff so it's like are you even building it correctly right um, in theory shouldn't be hard but at the same time it's like yet you, you have to make it you know idiot proof type of thing yeah so pe- you know people aren't you know making the impossible type thing so you know i still but, love the idea though oh yeah absolutely like like at, at a high level concept is like that would be cool <clears> to be able to kind of make your own levels like that yeah todd fired back with another one contra you could even have a few different level styles to pick from interesting you say that <clears throat> one of the recent Game Pass games is a game called Blazing Chrome, and at first I just thought it was finally a fast version of Chrome, um, the browser, but it's not. Um, it's a game that is uh, its own little love letter to Contra, uh, very much inspired by it. I don't think it has a maker. I don't know if it does. I haven't looked at it. But that just reminded me of that as another release that came out on Game Pass this week. But I like the idea... Oh, God damn it. I'm so sorry, guys. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, the idea with a Contra Maker that I think makes it more reasonable is it's like Mario Brothers, where you have to time hazards and enemies and gunshots. So, in a way, I can almost see that being the next one down the line. You know what I mean? Like, you have the Zelda Maker coming up that you're talking about, Nick. And then you have Mario Maker. I could see some kind of Contra Maker or something in all but name. Uh, being the next one on the list. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, Alright, that is all the answers we had on Twitter and in the save point. Um, and that will actually bring us towards to the end for conclusions and final thoughts and shoutouts. Um, Nick, I'll let you start. Uh, anyone to shout out? Anything uh, to promote? <clears throat> Um, no, I, you know, kind of like everything's in stasis until I get through the move. So (laughs) it's a a month away countdown. So, you know, once I'm past that, then, and I do have some pokers in the fire, things I can't talk about right now, but uh, we have some cool stuff gaming wise uh, soon afterwards. Oh, I can't wait to hear. That's exciting. That is really cool, man. Can't wait to hear more about that. Um... On my end, obviously, big shout-out to the fans. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I know we've been off a couple weeks. Uh, Thank you for putting up with my horrible congestion, scratchy throat. Um, Again, blame the game hounds. They got me sick through the radio waves. Uh, But no, thank you to all the fans. Thank you to everybody in the podcast community that uh, retweets us and, and helps push us out there. I always really appreciate that. I don't say it enough. Uh, big, big shout-out and thank you to the Everyday Gamers. Uh, we actually just did a charity pinball tournament while I was on vacation. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You know, it was like the top winner got, like, I think it was, like, 50 bucks donated to their charity of their choice. And um, we played the free Fishtails table and, uh, by Williams. 
for Pinball FX3. Uh, I'm just going to say, I said it in their channel, and, and uh, Dave, our, our illustrious leader of the, the Good For Gaming crew, said this was probably the quote of the, you know, of the entire charity about this table when I said, it is the freaking Dark Souls of Pinball. <laughs> oh, boy. I have never played a more difficult pinball table in my life, and I'm pretty damn good at pinball. Did it have um, flippers? <laughs> it did, but the drain was wider than any oh, other table I've played. No. It was a really wide drain, and then on top of that, in the middle, you had a lot of ramps that had hard, you know, hard stops on the side, to where if you didn't hit it just right, you just bounced right the fuck down that drain. Ooh. Then there was like, you know how you have the overarching side loop where, you know, you hit it with the end of the flipper, it loops around, it comes back down to the around. other side. Yeah, yeah, And uh, most of the time, the biggest hazard with that in a pinball game is that your ball is just going so fucking rocket fast, you gotta whack it with the proceeding flipper pretty quickly. The problem is, on fishtails, it's almost out of reach of that flipper. So you Ooh. have to have your timing down to a goddamn millisecond. And uh, I just had a, a ball of a, a balls of a time with it. I had a hard time, and uh, I did not chart very well. I think I made uh, fourth place out of eight, which sounds good. But the guy above me was like fifty million points ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fishtails is a rough table. I encourage any pinball fans that think they're as great at pinball as I do to try that and get humbled. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Everyday Gamers. I love being a part of this crew. Um, now with the new job and, and being in a, a better financial space, I'm actually looking forward to getting more involved in the streaming aspect of things, not just with myself, but um, following some of the other great streamers that are part of our crew and, and actually being able to donate to some of their causes because they're doing such great work and they're reaching so many more people and I would just love to be able to help out there. But I, again, I, I say it every time. I've just never been part of a more positive, welcoming, and just great crew. Love the everyday gamers. Um, and then a big shout out to the boys over at Bad Fodder Figures. Um, thank you guys very much. Uh, you know, being part of the group that just kept me positive. You know, throughout this job search, and uh, uh, you know, obviously, I, I really appreciate them giving me a big shout out on their recent episode. You know that I got the job and just giving me kudos for that. Uh, and I got to add a, another group here, another podcast here, but the tap the craft. I have been absolutely hooked on them. Uh, Danny and, uh, forgive me. I'll, I'll remember your, your name, Mr. Co-host on tap the craft. I sincerely apologize. I did this with the boys at bad fodder figures too. And every, and, uh, no, I'm sorry, not Everyday Gamers, although I love Everyday Gamers. I meant the Good For Gaming crew. I Good For Gaming is the charity group. Sorry, guys. Everyday Gamers is the podcast I love that that inspired us to be a podcast. Uh, Mr. Uh, AZ Rockslide and, and Jason, and uh, I, gotta, I gotta catch up with you guys. It's been a while. Anyway, sorry. But yes, Bad Fodder Figures, thank you very much for the shout-out. Thank you, Tap the Craft. They also gave me a big shout-out on the job. Uh, if you're into uh, craft brew and craft beer, I cannot recommend them enough. Uh, Denny and crew, they really know their beer. 
uh, they can explain to you, and they, they generally do every episode, they'll kind of focus on a type of beer, and they will explain what, you know, their ins and outs are, uh, what the taste profile is, and then they just give you some great lists of local brewers in their area and just around the country that are making really great beers, and uh, they mentioned a few up in Pennsylvania, and I wound up picking up some of their brews in our, our local uh, grocery store. And really enjoying it, so it's opened my uh, opened my eyes to some more local craft brews, and they're just really cool. They're they're not, you know, they're not conceited. They're just they're very nice guys. They they really enjoy beer and they enjoy sharing their knowledge with everybody. So, if the subject even remotely interests you, I highly recommend Tap the Craft. They're a fantastic cast. Um, and that is it for conclusions and final thoughts and shoutouts. Um, as far as us, uh, we always invite you to hang out with us on the Save Point, which is our Facebook group for games, and for the podcast, kind of like our, our sister <laughs> sister group, if you want to call it that, at tiny.cc slash savepoint. Uh, that's kind of where the whole Retro Rents family hangs out. Uh, we have a Discord that is uh, uh, not well-maintained, aside from us doing our podcast from it and planning there. But uh, the main crowd is on the save point, so come hang out with us, come talk games, and uh, get involved there. You can email us at theretrorents at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at theretrorents. I am at retrorentsal. Nick is at blackeagleops. On Twitch, uh, at retrorentsal. Uh, not at, but um, retrorentsal on Twitch. Kyle is kibis. Kibis. And Nick is Black Eagle Ops. Travis is Soda Bread. Oh, I'm sorry. One more podcast shout out. Travis and uh, Alex from the Good for Gaming crew have started their own podcast called the RPG Kingdom. And uh, they do some real deep dives on some classic RPGs. And uh, Nice. Yeah, Travis always had really in-depth knowledge of a lot of RPGs, but him and his co-host... The interplay between the two of them, uh, it just really shows off how much uh, deep dive knowledge they really have of some of these games, and it's very entertaining to listen to. And uh, the co-host Alex just has this dog, I have no idea what he looks like, he sounds adorable, if I remember correctly his name is Baxter, and you just hear his tags as he comes in and says hi and gives a shake to everybody listening, so hi Baxter. And uh, yeah, so check them out at the RPG Kingdom. Other than that, that is all we have for this week. Uh, again, thank you all for you know just uh, being patient, uh, letting us take our vacation. You know, we'll call this. Uh, I guess this is like season three now of the Retro Rents. Uh, I think we're we are now three years old. Unbelievable. Woo. And uh, yeah, and this has been episode forty-three. Uh, thank you all very much for hanging out with us. Uh, please, if you're enjoying the show, please share the uh, the links for when the episodes go live. That's always appreciated. But even more appreciated is anyone that drops by uh, iTunes, as uh, so that's one of our main avenues, and leaves us a review. Uh, anyone that leaves a review, I'm, I'm putting into a raffle. And at some point, we're going to be doing some giveaways. Because I, I just get, you know, not... not uh, but between like Humble and everything else, you know, I've got tons of keys just sitting here waiting to be claimed. So I'd be happy to give some away. 
to anybody that you know wants to leave us a review and help get the word out there about us we really appreciate it other than that uh, thanks for listening come back next time and as usual play games have fun and don't be dicks peace see ya